Welcome back to Jeff Needs Help, everyone. Thanks for listening, and I hope everybody's doing good. So this is a this is a solo show, but it's a, it's one that I've been looking, thinking a lot about, and I actually probably took it more seriously than I needed to. This is my top five NBA championship teams that I watched in my lifetime. So basically, the guidelines here are I have to I, I just have to have a memory of watching them play, and I didn't put any franchises on the list twice because. You know, I, don't, I didn't want to be redundant. So there are going to be, you know, teams you may think got left off, but, uh, you know, I only put a team on. I can only put a team on the list once. So, you know, obviously, you know what I'm talking about. But other than that, um, you know, it was a blast to put together. I, ha- I had a good time, you know, missing basketball right now, thinking a lot about it. And I thought, you know, what the heck? So I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you want to argue with me. And um, here we go. So number five, the 2015 slash 16 Cleveland Cavaliers. And I know it's crazy a little bit, but once again, these are teams that I watched in my lifetime that had an impact. A lot of it's about enjoyment. This is the team. Now, this is kind of an odd team. This is LeBron's second year coming back to Cleveland after his four-year run in Miami. And this team was all about getting to the playoffs. Uh, there was no, there was no strive to break any records. They took, you know, they took plenty of time off to quote unquote rest. It was all about getting back to playoffs and all about facing the Warriors again. And, you know, that's what they did. So their, you know, their record was 57 and 25, you know, didn't blow anything away. You know, they, they had some, obviously when they, when they played good, they were really, really good. They're, uh, they were really good. They didn't stand out in any one category, a really good three point shooting team. But, uh, this, this team was built to get to the playoffs and win a championship. That is there and nothing else. So this is like, you know, it hadn't been that long ago, but you know, you got Kevin Love, you got J.R. Smith, you got LeBron James, of course, of course, you got Kyrie Irving, you got Timothy Mozgov, uh, Tristan Thompson, this was his, you know, that giant breakout year he had. Uh, you got, this is the Della Vadova year. If anybody remembers Matthew Della Vadova, they wind up going to the Bucks, I believe, and taking all their money. So that was pretty crazy. Mo Williams was on this team. You got Shumpert uh, coming off the bench. Uh, Richard Jefferson, Channing Fry, like it just, just crazy. Dante Jones, of course, was there. You know, LeBron's taking him with him. James Jones was on that team. So anyway, but what made this team special was this is this was the team that beat the uh, what would have been the best team in NBA history, uh, the Warriors that year that won seventy three games to break the Bulls record. So that's I got them at number five. It was one of the greatest seven game you know playoff runs that any team's ever ever had. Uh, LeBron has the famous block against Iguodala. Just uh, it was just amazing, and and I'm not gonna lie. Like I I live in Ohio. I know a ton of Cleveland fans. I you know, I'm I'm not a Cleveland fan. I'm a LeBron fan, admittedly. But uh, and this was huge. This was this was exciting. It 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 was that's this is a real victory. I think if we're gonna say that 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 Warriors team was one of the greatest ever, then I can't dismiss what Cleveland did to knock them off. So at number five, I've got the 2016 NBA champions, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Number four, the 2013 Miami Heat. Yes, I know LeBron James has already made the list twice, but, you know, what do you do? So, you know, this was the team. You know, everybody, most people know the story. You know, LeBron goes to Miami, 
with Wade. They want to build the super team. Uh, you know, they lose their first year in upset to the Mavericks. They they beat Oklahoma City Thunder. So in 2000, 2013, you know, th- this this team was built to win the championship. I mean, that's what it was made for. Uh, this is a team you got. Mario Chalmers was uh, was at a point guard, which that, that's the story in itself. Uh, LeBron James, obviously. Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. Uh, Haslam was on that team still. Shane Battier, Mike Miller. Uh, obviously, he played – he played actually late pickup, played great that season. Uh, you got Richard Lewis. You got Norris Cole, I believe, was a rookie or a young guy. Um, another one of those teams – so that, this team is like twofold. Like, they didn't they, – they wound up with a great 66-16 and 16 record. They, they had a 27-game win streak, I believe, going into the playoffs. It's a funny story. My son's a Miami Heat fan. We were at the last game they lost before their win streak started. <laughs> so that was a crazy story. It was the last game they lost that year. So, but uh, what made this team special, what what set it apart for me was that the team that they beat in in 7 games in the uh finals, the San Antonio Spurs, I I think the San Antonio Spurs were a great team. And so that kind of set them apart. I, I I try to give credit to the teams that you knock out, and I to me that's a legitimate victory. I don't know. Most people remember the game six. Um, Kawhi Leonard misses the two free throws. The you know that was the I don't know. They were actually if anybody remembers, they were actually they actually brought out the ropes and were setting up the celebration for the Spurs to win the championship that night. That that's a that's how real it was. And then Ray Allen makes one of the greatest shots in NBA history. I'm not exaggerating. Ties the game. That goes to overtime. Heat pull it out. And absolutely one of the – it's one of the best basketball games I've ever watched in my entire life. And then game seven was just as good. A lot of people forget how great game seven was because game six was such a historic game. Game seven was awesome. So – to, I give I give so I guess I'm giving credit to the Spurs by saying that's one of the that's one of the best finals victories that I've ever seen. The Heat had a 27 game win streak. They also that year, you know, they they led the league in in, in blocks. They were um, almost shot 500 from the field as a team that year. They were very more defensive oriented than a lot of teams you know were at the time. Uh, just a, I don't know. It's a great season. It was a lot of fun, but in a great playoff run. So, my number four was the 2013 Miami Heat. Number three, the 1988 Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, I do remember watching him play. This is the team that, if nobody else, sparked my passion for the NBA. This is Showtime. This is the Showtime teams. This is uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Michael Cooper, A.C. Green, Magic Johnson, uh, Kurt Rambis coming off the bench, like that crazy dude in the goggles. Uh, Byron Scott was on his team. Oh, what a great player. Michael Michael Thompson was on his team. Like, I forgot about that. But um, just – all I can, I mean, I can, I can remember watching this team play, you know, it wasn't like now when they're, they're on every night. So it was pretty much playoffs. And then what you could see on highlights, this team scored like 112 points a game. Uh, and you know, this is the one you see when magic just doing his thing. And this is what kind of, this series kind of, we're going to say shifted the NBA a little bit because this was the year they, they beat the Detroit Pistons, the same bad boy Pistons that won it a couple, you know, the next couple of years. And 
this is when Detroit had to figure out a way to stop these Lakers teams. And that's, that's where the bad boys came from. And it changed the NBA for a few years. So, you know, it went from showtime, like everything goes, you know, blow everybody out of the water, nonstop, you know, fun and action. And then it became, you know, a, a knockdown drag out and that's Pistons did what they had to do. So, but this team, I still like, it was just something about, I was, you know, Back then, you had to be you had to be Celtics or you had to be Lakers. It's just kind of how things were, whether you had another team or not. This is obviously just the beginning of the Jordan era, but you know, if you didn't live in Chicago, you you know we didn't see Jordan play every night. We didn't know exactly what was going on. He was more of a myth than anything when you, when we were kids. But this Lakers team, like they they were my favorite. I still love them very much to this day, and. So that's that's why they made my list. So number three, the 1988 Los Angeles Lakers, Showtime. Number two, the 2017 Golden State Warriors. This this, this was a juggernaut. Um, this was the uh, this the year you know they they have uh, Kevin Durant, of course uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Um, man, you had Javel McGee coming off the bench. You had Matt Barnes coming off the bench. Uh, Iguodalo. Uh, still playing good on this team. Just just an unstoppable force. After they added Durant in the offseason, after losing to the Cavs, oh, my God. So this team won every game by an average of 12 points, which that, that's unheard of in the NBA. They lost they lost one game in the playoffs, one game in, in four series of playoffs, 16-1 in the playoffs. Just absolutely drilled everybody. And when, when they were right, they were right. They uh, – yeah, they weren't the best in defense, but who like when you're winning by 12 points, who cares? Just man, I know, I know and a lot and I, a lot of people don't like it. They don't like the I I look at these teams as the team that was presented before me. I'm not judging by how they put the team together. I'm not judging by anything else. And if like I say, if I'm going to give the 2016 Cavaliers credit for winning, then I've got to give this 17 Warriors team all the credit in the world for just just destroying everybody in their path. So I think they could have played in any any generation at any time, and they were they were just a sight to see. Like I say, when they were playing great, they were playing great. They there, there's there's really we've never seen anything like them, and you know we may never again. Just the way they were set up. So my number two was the 2017 Golden State Warriors. And number one, and uh, this 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 was a fun one, but uh, it, it it's a heart pick and a mind pick. So I love this. The 1996 72 and 10 Chicago Bulls. Yes, um, it just a sight to see. Not not only did they set the record for record, you know, for best record ever. Not only did they have the greatest player ever. It just. Everything came together. This was when Jordan Jordan had come back the year before off his baseball retirement, and they actually had a decent run in the playoffs in '95. But they they added Dennis Rodman. Uh, this when Tony Kukoc's on the team at this point. So you got Michael Jordan, you got Ron Harper. Ron Harper highly like a, a huge pickup. He was he was long and tall and a great defender. I think I give Ron Harper more credit for these teams than maybe anybody I know. But man, what a pickup! They got Ron Harper, you got Scottie Pippen, you know Luke Longley at center. This is when Dennis Rodman's doing his thing. Tony Kukoc was a hell of a ball player. 
probably didn't get enough credit for being unselfish enough because he was brought there to, you know, restart that team before, you know, while Jordan was gone. And then Jordan comes back. But Kukok was a good ball player. Bill Wennington, yes, awesome. Steve Kerr did a great job on that team. Uh, you know, you got, you got Judd Bush. Just everybody had a job, a specific job and a task that they accomplished. Like that team was built for a purpose. It was kind of like the Warriors team we talked about. Like every player had a specific purpose. And, of course, you know, Jordan – a full, a totally healthy Jordan coming off his hiatus and losing in the playoffs a year before he was on fire. So there <laughs> for the season, their average uh, totals were 105 uh, points and they gave the opponents 92, 105 to 92 was the average game. And believe me, I remember I watched, now this was a season, this was when at this point, you know, you've got NBA on TNT and TBS and so, and it's Michael Jordan, so almost everything is broadcast. So you could watch these guys almost every game. WGN, we still had WGN out of Chicago. So, I mean, I honestly that year probably watched, man, I had to have watched 70 games plus all the playoffs. They tore through the playoffs. Now, the only chink in the armor was they did start off slow against the Sonics. They went down 0-2. That was a, I mean, that was a big deal, but they never sweated it. Still, you know, still won it in six games. Um, I think everybody that's watching the last dance now realizes like how much went into these teams, but this 96 team, uh, is still the, is the, the greatest team I ever saw play on a basketball court, uh, defensively, offensively teamwork, rebounding, just the whole nine yards. They, they were one of the, they were one of the few teams they could play now. They could still play now, even in this physical, you know, changes in the last 20 years. But, uh, this is my number one NBA championship team absolutely of all time. So that was my top five. Uh, a few a few of the ones that just didn't quite make the cut. And and believe me, there's no <laughs> there's no losers on this list. Uh the 89 Pistons, the the bad boys so to speak, man, they they were awesome. They you know they lost the year before like we talked about to the 88 Lakers. They changed the way they play the game. They they were hard nosed uh, they were better basketball players than they're probably giving credit for. It wasn't a WWE wrestling match every night. But the 89 Pistons were really good, and they stood up to the Lakers, and they, they got it done in the finals. And they, they, they won back-to-back, and uh, really a really, truly great team. Uh, the 2014 Spurs. I had to put a Spurs team on here. It was tough. They had so many great ones. I really I really like the, the 99 Spurs with the Admiral and Tim Duncan. But I don't know how great of a team they were in a lockout year, and but uh, they they really they really played some played some good basketball, and I enjoyed watching them. But the fourteen Spurs, uh, that was that was coming off the the terrible, you know, game seven loss to the Miami Heat the year before. They kind of refocused. This is Parker and Ginobili, and Tim Duncan and them guys. You know, they're late in their career, but they're still really smart and good ball players. Uh, you know, obviously they had a great regular season, but then they absolutely plowed that, you know, that Heat team in the finals, that good Heat team that we've talked about already. So I give them a lot of credit for that. So those 14 Spurs were, were – then nobody was beating them in the playoffs that year, let me tell you that, nobody. Uh, I've got the 93 Bulls on there. Like we said earlier, I, I didn't want to double up the list, but that 93 Bulls team, I, they weren't what – they weren't the same as what uh, 96 was. But the difference, probably the biggest difference was the 93 team was about 
Jordan and Pippen were at the the height of their powers. Like they were truly, I don't call them Batman and Robin. I call them Superman and Batman because they were both just magnificent. Uh, they took out Barkley in a really, really good Phoenix team. I'm sure a lot of Phoenix fans still regret that series. Things, a couple shots here or there. And I think Barkley's a champion, but doesn't matter. That 93 team, you know, it was a year, it was also the year I graduated. So, you know, it means a lot to me, but really that, that 93 team was a lot of fun. Uh, the 2001 Lakers, I had, you know, I, I know you guys, anybody that's a basketball fan is probably screaming about this. Now it was tough cause I'm coming off losing Jordan and all that, but I do recognize that that 2001 team was the one I picked out of the three that was the best Kobe and Shaq team. And, and they were absolutely great. The only thing that hurts them and it's, it's not their fault The the teams that they had to go through just, just didn't happen to be as strong as some of the other ones. And that's the only thing that kept them off the list. I, I probably have them at six. And, you know, and honestly, toe-to-toe, like, I'm sure they would have proven that they were as good as any of these other teams. But, you know, I'm just going by what I watch. So those are the few of the teams that didn't make the list that I still loved watching and appreciate they did. And, um, yeah, it was a, it was, this was a fun list to make. Uh, I hope you all got a kick out of it. You know, there's not there's not a lot of sports on right now, but sometimes I, I like these top five lists, and I love basketball. So this was this was fun. Um, you know, I'm glad you took time out of your day to listen to it. Feel free to argue with me. Go to the Jeff Needs Help page on Facebook. You know, call me an idiot or tell me how smart I am. It, it doesn't matter. I love hearing from everybody. I appreciate anybody that downloads. You know, don't forget if you're if you're on Apple, please give me a a uh, review. Uh, we all know how it works. You, know, you can say whatever you want in it, but, um, you know, it counts. It matters. It makes, you know, it helps. It makes us feel good. You know, it changes the charts. But um, anybody, please, anybody wants to argue, you know, get on my page. Tell me what you think. You know, give me some feedback. And I, once again, everybody stay safe, stay healthy. And we're looking forward to talking again. Thanks for helping, guys.